Hello, this is producer and technical director Jack Rossiter Munley. Welcome to an all new episode of Poetry Spoken Here. Today we have another reading from the Unamuno Author Festival, which took place earlier this year in Madrid, Spain. This reading was recorded at Desperate Literature. The festival itself took place at several different sites all across Madrid, but the hub of its activity was Desperate Literature. So if you're ever in Madrid, check them out. They're a really cool little bookstore, and they are also the site of the ongoing Unamuno author series from which this festival grew. Today's reading is by Octavio Quintanilla. He's the current poet laureate of San Antonio, Texas. He's also the author of the 2014 collection, If I Go Missing. In addition to writing poetry and fiction, he's also a photographer and visual artist. His work has appeared in journals such as Alaska Quarterly Review, Southwestern American Literature, and the Texas Observer. Frontex, though, a return home, an exhibit which incorporated his poetry and sketches, was displayed at the Westlaco Museum. So without further ado, here is Octavio Quintanilla reading at the Unamuno Author Festival, taking place in Madrid, Spain, at Desperate Literature. Thank you all. Thank you, Spencer, and just everyone who's here. Luis, how can I follow that, man? I'm going to try, all right? Uh, I just want to say hi to uh, all the people I know here, all my friends. And what I want to do is uh, read a, one poem from my first book. Uh, and then I want to read new poems from a new manuscript that I feel it's probably never going to get published. <laughs> and then I want to read some um, poems from my, a new project, which is uh, based on visual poetics. Okay, so I'm going to read a poem that I, I never read. And uh, this book, uh, just to give you a little context, because it's going to play out in, in my, my new poems, this book is uh, basically um, rooted in South Texas, the borderland. That's where I grew up. I, I was born in Texas but I lived in Mexico until I was nine. And like Luis said, when I came over here, the first thing that happened was my Spanish was suppressed. And instead of going into fourth grade, I was put in third grade. And then I was kept there so uh, until I learned English the proper way. Uh, so there is that history in this book, and um, uh, I, want to, I want to read a poem from it. It's called, I Keep Returning to the Days. I keep returning to the days before I began to lose my hair. To the days before I lost a tooth in a bar fight. To the nights when the love of my life was not much older than my oldest daughter. I'm not lost. I am here, a bystander at the margins of this great universe where there's no such thing as miracles. Mary never had an immaculate conception. Jesus never rose from the dead. Those who sleep well at night have never had their wrists slit by worry. The rest of us, potential suicides. Let's face it, it's hard to keep a straight face once our disappointment puts on a gray coat 
a black hat, and drives around the city looking for God, wanting to know the truth. Documents get burned every day. Things that evoke memory also get lost. Some are left behind at bus stations or at parks where people set themselves on fire with loneliness. But there must be a star in this great galaxy that knows the true place and time of my birth. I'm driving again, lit by the car's headlights. The road seems to go on forever. So that's the book. And um, every time I talk about that book, I always, I always say, like, yeah, it took me five years to write. Then the next time I read, I say, yeah, it took me six years to write. And then seven years. So now it's, it took me about eight years to write. <laughs> uh, however, everything that I wanted to write in that book, I, I'm writing in the new manuscript. And it has to do with uh, dislocation. Um, when I was nine, I came to the States, but my parents stayed behind in Mexico. My brother and I came over here to go to school, basically, and to get a shot at the American dream. But there's a lot of trauma. There's a lot of uh, pain. And we wouldn't see our parents maybe, maybe once a semester. So I wanted to write about that in that book, but I wasn't ready. And I think uh, I... This is the, the second manuscript is becoming a poetry memoir, and I want to read a few poems from there. And the poems are not all about dislocation. They're about uh, my father's death. He died in 2016. Um, about relationships, love, all kinds of crazy stuff. So let me read some. The first one's called Parting, and it's one of those poems that kind of becomes the anchor of the book, and it's... It's a poem rooted in a conversation between my sister and I. And uh, maybe like two years ago, we were talking on the phone, and she said, hey, um, uh, when you guys left to the States as kids, right, as my brother and I, as boys, our father would come home, and mom and him would sit under a tree we used to have in a yard, and they would cry for you. And that kind of just... I knew I had to write about it, so about, about that experience. It's called Parting. There was a time I had no word for darkness, and so I said, darkness. I had no word to say devotion, and so I said, two sons grieving one mother. A time came when our parents sat under a tree and cried for us, their sons on their way to a new country. When I, when I tried to return to my boyhood, Sometimes I end with my head on my mother's lap. Loneliness. As a boy, I would climb trees, reach into nests birds would leave unattended. I would fill my hand with small eggs, and often one or two hatchlings would stare at me from behind the sprigs. There were times I wanted to take them home, keep them as my own, raise them, Imagine their beaks would one day open to call me father. You take a picture of your father. And this is poem I, I wrote um, maybe a few months after my father's death in 2016. And 
Uh, I had just bought a new phone, and I took a photo of him before he died. You take a picture of your father. You take a picture of your father with your new cell phone, the last one you'll take of him, thin and frail, looking like a praying mantis as he brings his hand to his mouth with a piece of bread. If he pretends to eat, it's not to appease your hunger to see him eat. I'm sorry, it, it, it's to appease your hunger to see him eat and not to appease with what no longer scratches his belly from within, no longer the hollow he knows. He knows. It's over and you know it. Hours all you have now after wasting years in silence, you in the same path as his to reach this moment where you hold up your heads like dim lamps and face each other. All light now as you search in his eyes for closure, anything that doesn't require words, a doorknob perhaps that opens the sky before you. I prayed for you last night. I never pray. God knows I hate him, and that's why he loves me. But this is not about God. It's about you and about how I wanted to tell you straight up the night I met you that I only wanted to fuck. Just that, fuck. And now I'm praying like the pussy you said I was when I refused to leave my wife for you. I'm not confessing anything. For me to do that, God would have to threaten me with heaven. Then I'll spill all my crimes, which he already knows. What I'm saying is that there are nights, there are nights when my wife makes me feel so loved, and I miss you, and I miss, and when I miss someone, I pray, even though it makes God laugh. encounter. When this strange bird comes to huddle in the nest of my divorce, I want to touch it first and then hold it to the light of the language I know. You're a bird, I say. I must be glimmer to this, I must be all glimmer to this creature that takes the place of a wife. You've been wrong about everything, the bird says. Yes, I want to say. I've been wrong about everything, but I don't. Love of my life. How hard can it be to enter my bed as my mother? I'm a newborn, feed me. I'm the abandoned lamb, the weak hatchling, the branch broken in two to beat a spoiled child. I am all memory. Be a mother and bring me, to, and bring me sleep. Baby talk into my heart's ear. Run your head, r run your hand over my head. Tonight, you're not my lover. Tonight, I'm not your husband. Tonight, I'm your missing son. You, the milk at the corner of my mouth. So, uh, Terry tells me I have like three minutes. So let me move on to the next step. So um, I'll be reading uh, a couple of poems from in this little chapbook here. And uh, 
they're basically they're basically visual poems, and I write them in Spanish. And this little chap has translations, so I'll read some in Spanish. He perdido el perdón de mi madre. Lo cargaba en la cartera. No lo encuentro. Avergonzado, me dan la bienvenida a los terrenos del fracaso. A veces se me olvida mi madre, su recuerdo como cordero colgando de mi cuello. No le llamo por teléfono, ya no digo su nombre en voz alta. Se me pierde su sonrisa, solo sus encías me quedan. He perdido el perdón de mi madre. A veces queremos lo imposible, encontrar un camino que nos lleve a donde nace el tiempo. Y así, nunca te he dejado. Aunque los días se arrastren como serpientes, serpientes frente a mi puerta, y nunca tie tengo tiempo para ser feliz o para tener orgullo, para arruinar mi vida, un camino ha sido, este camino ha sido suficiente. Si esta vez me dejas, también déjame la tarde en que no nos conocimos. El día que deje de escribir, Será el día que te, que te haya olvidado. He visto cómo se aman, he visto cómo se perdonan, los he visto esperando, los he visto cavar más profundo, quieren olvidar el sol. A veces no me cabe Dios adentro, y tiemblan los árboles en mí. Quiere tener un hijo, tener un perro y una casa con ventanas grandes. Tener un hombre no le importa, pero quiere cuna y un árbol para columpios. Quiere tener amigos que no hagan muchas preguntas, tener más matriz y un golpe de suerte en las células. Quiere una hija, Quiere tener olvido y un cachito de firmamento. Ando buscando al que se robó todas las piedras del mundo, a ese que afiló todos los cuchillos del mundo. Ando buscando el fondo del tiempo, a ese lugar donde nos inventan crímenes. Ando buscando al zapato que se fue sin mí, al camino que me regresa el sentimiento que ya no quiere ser sombra. Ando buscando al sueño que no tiene presente, a la eternidad inmóvil que nunca alcanzo. Ando buscando al taúr que apostó todo, salvo la última pulgada de vida que le queda. Estoy buscando lo que era antes de ser carne, lo que era antes de ser exilio. Muchas gracias. You've been listening to Poetry Spoken Here. I'm Charlie Rossiter, inviting you to join us again next time to let poetry speak to you. Music for today's program was written and performed by Jack Rossiter Mundley. And remember, Poetry Spoken Here is more than a podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash poetry spoken here. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash poetry spoken here. For more about today's show and other Poetry Spoken Here podcasts, as well as our blog, just visit our website, poetryspokenhere.com. 
If you'd like to submit suggestions of poets or topics for future podcasts, you can send to our email address, poetryspokenhere at gmail.com.